and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello. Oh, I've got to check my audio. Hang on. Yep, audio is all good. How are you? Welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we are talking about the common gaps I see in people's diets prior to starting with me. Some of these, you're probably like, yeah, knew that, knew that, and some of them might surprise you. So I will chat about that in a moment. I wanted to start by talking about my week. I just smashed my phone and now I need to get a new screen. Do you know how many times I've dropped this phone and I have never uh, smashed it? But this time it just landed on a funny way and now I've got to get it repaired, which is super annoying. So I've just been emailing a bunch of places trying to get the cheapest quote to get the screen re- and most convenient way to get this screen repaired. Um, I also got a cheeky bout of food poisoning on the weekend. Fun. Not really. Um, my mother-in-law came over for breakfast So we just went to a local bakery and got like a bunch of different things and just like cut it all up and just had it on platters and things and had coffee and whatever. And about an hour, actually while they were over, I was just like, oh God, I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't feel well. And then as they left, I was like to my husband, I'm like, I've got to go upstairs. I don't feel well. I'm just going to lay down for a bit. And then all of a sudden, projectile vomiting all over the room. No, I'm joking, not all over the room. Into the sink. I didn't make it to the toilet, so I had to do it in the sink. But I filled up that sink all right. It just kept coming and kept coming up. My God, whatever I had, it just did not like. And no one else got sick, which is weird. And one thing I had different to everyone else was a spinach and ricotta sausage roll. I had one of them, like one sausage roll, and my husband had half of one. But I think that was probably what it was because everything else we shared. So that's really annoying and I'm still trying to recover from it. I feel fine now, um, which is Wednesday and this happened on Sunday. Uh, But I still have no appetite. So I am only eating because I know I need to eat. So what I've been doing is tracking my calorie intake on my, my fitness palette just to make sure I'm eating enough because I know on some days I was just like I can't even like the thought of food repulses me right now but I know I need to eat because yeah I obviously need energy and I'm not getting any energy um so yeah very annoying but recovering fine I just feel so bloated and like heavy in the stomach and just like nothing's digested and I haven't been able to go to the toilet properly like frequently as I usually do so that's been annoying so I just feel backed up you know super annoying but that's part of my week I also had my baby my baby shower my sister's baby shower on Saturday and that was at her house and I pretty much like hosted the games and spoke about how to do each game and got everyone involved I tried to be a little bit funny some landed well some didn't (laughs) I was just trying to keep it entertaining which was which which it went well my sister was like you did so well on the games thank you so much I'm like yep welcome really trying to work on my public speaking so that was my weekend 
But yes, that's that's pretty much it. It's been a bit of ups and downs with the food poisoning, especially my screen. But the ups are having a baby shower and the sun is out today. Honestly, what is going on with this weather? I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for summer to come. I still feel like we're in spring. I don't know. Whatever. Hopefully it comes soon. My food recommendation for today. Oh my goodness. So this particular recommendation is really, really good fantastic. I have a client and she told me she usually gets this lentil salad from Woolworths. She goes, when I get it, I'll either buy a roast chook or get a can of tuna and just put that with it. So this big salad she would have in four portions and getting it, I was like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty decent size. Like four portions of that is, is a pretty good amount of veg into your meal, which is great. And you're getting lots of added fiber into it as well. Like lots of lentils, obviously chickpeas. I think there's couscous in it too. And then your greens. It's a really great nourishing salad. And usually I'm like a bit mm, with different textures and salads, like I don't know what it is. There's no reason. It's just me being weird. But I just had some before and I'm like, holy mac and cheese balls. This is actually really nice and it has nice flavor to it. You don't even need dressing. That's how good it is. So I purchased that and I'm like, okay, what am I going to have with this? Um, so I purchased a roast chick, roast chick, roast chook to have with it for lunch. And I'm going to do that for the next few days. So the reason why I bought it today on a Wednesday is because when I went shopping on the weekend to get the absolute essentials, I was not like thinking about food at all. I was like, I feel absolutely shocking. There's no way I'm even thinking about what I'm going to eat for the week. So I just got the absolute bare minimums. I bare minimum, bare minimum I needed for the week because I went to the shops about a couple of hours after I was chucking my guts up. So <laughs> yeah show must go on I just went up and went to the shops anyway but um yeah that's uh, my recommendation so Woolworths lentil salad it's obviously in the fridge it's not with the usual salad like bags of salads it's in a different section it was like in like the oh, how do I explain it like there's like the fresh produce and then there's like a fridge next to the fresh produce but it's like a different fridge to like the normal bag salads. So you'll have to have a look around. If you actually want to try this, let me know and I can just send you a screenshot of what the link looks like. Actually, I'll just put it in the show notes. So on Spotify or iTunes, just go to the show notes and I'll have the link to the salad so you can see what you're looking for when you go shopping. But she told me, my client told me about this salad ages ago. I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. And I just never got around to it because I was in my routine with what I was having. And if you know me, you know, I just eat the same meal on repeat until I'm absolutely repulsed by it. And then I go on to the next thing and then I'll eat that old food that I was having back again when I'm, you know, have an appetite for it again. But yes, so that is my recommendation for the week. Highly recommend. It's actually delicious. Great for your gut health because there's so many different types of plants in that um, in that meal. So great. It's a great option as well. And it's filling, which is good too. I wanted to chat about a weight loss medication I have heard about. One of my clients brought it up with me. Liraglutide. I think that's how you say it. Injection, which was what it is. Um, she wanted to chat to me about it. She was, wasn't sure if it was something that she should use or not just to help with appetite control. She's really focused on getting her weight down and down fast. She wants to, you probably already know my views on weight loss medications, but I still wanted to chat about this recommend recommendation. No, it's not a recommendation. This particular weight loss injection, just so, you know, if you come across it, you hear someone talking about it, you don't get persuaded to either try it or 
you know, you can give them some information about it if they do try to go on it because this is actually quite alarming, the side effects of this medication. I mean, a lot of medications do for weight loss have side of significant side effects, but this one was quite excessive too. So this injection works by helping the pancreas to release the right amount of insulin when blood sugar levels are high. So insulin helps move sugar from the blood into the body tissues to be able to be used for energy. So this liraglutide injection, um, it also slows the emptying of the stomach and decreases appetite and then, you know, significantly causes weight loss. But I wanted to quickly say that, you know what else helps with insulin levels and decreasing appetite and then losing weight it's having a balanced flipping diet (laughs) that will also help with weight loss okay so if you aren't focused on you know lifestyle interventions there's only so much that this drug can do you really do need to focus on your lifestyle and you know eating right exercising enough doing all the things you need to be doing to to live a healthy lifestyle and then the i can't even say it liraglutide um can do its thing but at the same time what i have found from the studies is that with lifestyle interventions so eating better moving more and then taking this injection it only helps by four to six kilos more than if you didn't take it. So, and that's a year. So in a year, you would lose four to six kilos more if you took the injection than if you didn't. Now, is that worth the side effects I'm about to talk about? I am definitely a hard no with that because I know four kilos is not going to be enough for, for anyone to notice that you've lost an extra four kilos. And obviously you're not trying to lose weight for people to notice, but overall four kilos is not a lot of weight to be, you know, being like, this is worth the side effects of the injection. So I do want to go through the side effects. So literally as soon as you Google liraglutide, my God, am I ever going to say this right? Don't know. The first thing that comes up is may cause a tumor in your thyroid. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a fun side effect to be dealing with. If you have a tumor in your thyroid, that is going to make weight loss harder in itself because you've stuffed up your thyroid. You're going to have to get the tumor removed, which is going to affect your thyroid. And guess what the thyroid's main job in your body is to do? Regulate your metabolism. So if if you've got like hypothyroidism, you're going to have a slower metabolism because your thyroid is underactive. So remember, when it comes to these drugs, you've got to think about the longer term effects. So you're probably thinking, oh, what are the chances of me developing a thyroid, a tumor in my thyroid? Honestly, it probably is quite low because also these studies have only been done in animals. They haven't been tested in humans. Obviously, there'll be some ethical reasons with that. But is it worth the risk? I know if I was given an injection saying oh, you'll be able to fly to Europe and on your own, um, but you might actually end up with a thyroid condition. I'd be like, oh, it's actually pretty tempting now that I think that, but I could go to Europe, but I'll have a thyroid condition. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, you have to think like, okay, if I take this weight loss medication, but it's gonna, it might give you me a thyroid problem, 
it's not going to be helping with weight loss anymore because you've stuffed up your thyroid and that's going to struggle to regulate your metabolism and keep your metabolism functioning at a, in an optimal state. And if it's not working optimal state, it's going to make it harder to lose weight because your metabolism is slowing down and going to make it harder for you to get into calorie deficit. It's going to be a huge shit show. So that is the main side effect that really rung alarm bells for me. Other ones include headaches, constipation, heartburn, runny nose, seizing or coughing, tiredness, difficulty difficulty urinating or pain or burning on urination, injection site, rash or redness, ongoing pain, new or worsening depression, unusual changes in mood, vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, clay-colored stool, yellow eyes or skin, heart pounding, fainting, feeling dizzy, swelling of the face, rash, itching, difficulty breathing or swallowing. My God, that's a list. Is that worth it? Is it worth an extra four to six kilos weight loss that you can achieve if you also followed a healthy lifestyle as well? I assume it's a no. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program, and by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no-obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. Now getting into today's topic, we are talking about the biggest gaps I see in people's diets prior to working with me. So these might be ringing alarm bells with you if you haven't worked with me before. And if you have, these are probably ones you're like, yep, that was me, but not anymore because I got help and now I know what I'm doing. And now I'm a boss with my diet and it's all easy for me and I know how to eat well because probably that is you if you have been a client of mine. All right, the first biggest gap I see is lack of fruit. So not getting enough fruit in your diet. I don't know why I often struggle to get enough fruit in my diet too, um, but I always get one serving at least. But it does, I do struggle getting two in sometimes. But I don't know what it is. It can go into my next gap I see, which I'll talk about soon. I don't want to you know, ruin the surprise, but... I want to talk about ways we can increase fruit in our diet. So number one with breakfast, you can always just add a cheeky slice of fruit into your brekkie. So if you're having some sort of muesli or some sort of cereal like wheat bix or something, you can always add in some mixed berries that will get another one serve of fruit in, which is awesome. You can have a smoothie, which you can easily get two serves of fruit into it. So have a banana with another piece of fruit, like you can add in some mango, some berries. Uh, what other fruit can you add into 
uh, pineapple, anything really. That is another way you can add in more fruit. And then also add it with your snacks. Have at least one snack with a piece of fruit. So you can have a piece of fruit with some nuts, piece of fruit and some popcorn or a yogurt. All these different ways you can get in some more fruit. If you're not much of a snacker between meals and you have, for example, a salad for lunch, you can add a piece of fruit into your salad, like chop up some orange or something that could be really nice. Um, You can also just have a piece of fruit with your lunch as well. But try to get in enough fruit because we have lots of micronutrients and fiber into our fruit. Um, So... It makes it really easy to be able to regulate appetite, um, control our blood sugar levels. It's just really important to get enough fruit in and also obviously getting enough vitamin C. There's so many benefits to it and it tastes amazing and you just feel good afterwards. So if you can, definitely add in more fruit because that's a huge gap I see. Now, if you are worried about the sugar in fruit, firstly, don't. Not a big deal at all. It is natural sugar. Okay. It is. When it comes to sugar, I'm not a huge like, oh my God, too much sugar and things type of person, um, type of nutritionist, I should say. What I am worried about is what you're pairing things with. So for example, if you have type 2 diabetes and you're just having a ridiculous amount of sugar, it's not going to be best for your insulin levels. But if you pair it with something else like fats or protein, this is going to help regulate our blood sugar levels so instead of getting that massive spike and then crash you're gonna it's gonna help regulate it by because it's getting digested with the um, fats or the protein as well but with fruit yes it has sugar in it but it also has fiber in it and fiber does the exact same thing it helps regulate our insulin levels so if you have a juice like um, you juice an orange what we're having there is just just the sugar. So this will spike our insulin levels and then bring us down and crash. But if we have an orange, we're getting the fiber in the orange too. So that's going to help regulate our blood sugar levels. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with the sugar in fruit and even just having a piece of fruit. I still can't believe how many times I hear people worried about fruit in their diet because I really honestly thought we were past this but we're not. So if you are one of those people or someone says, oh, I thought you weren't meant to eat fruit if you're trying to lose weight, just ignore them because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, And fruit is just so, so good for you. Um, And yeah, whenever you can try and get more fruit in, do it. Even if you have more than two slices, two slices, two pieces of fruit, that's totally, totally okay. Okay, going on to the next biggest gap I see in people's diets. This one, I reckon you can probably guess did you guess? It is low protein. Oh my goodness. The amount of people that don't get enough protein in their diet. You know, I am one that definitely does struggle to get enough protein in their diet. Um, I don't like, I don't like protein foods that much. I eat it because I know I have to. Um, but if I could just eat like fruit, veggies and carbs all day, every day, like a lot of fat, like foods with fats in them, I don't even really like that much. Um, but if I could just eat fruit and veggies and carbs and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I would love that, but I know I need to eat more protein. So when it comes to protein, what I often see is a low protein breakfast. So cereal without anything added to it, that's a higher protein cereal, for example, cornflakes, and then like an almond milk with that. There's just no protein you're getting with that at all. If you've got cow's milk, you get a little bit more protein in, but still not enough to be a nourishing breakfast. Um, 
Other things that you can do for breakfast to help bump up your protein intake is a smoothie with a scoop of protein powder. Wheat bix can bump up the protein. Having eggs on toast, much higher protein content. Um, adding like slices of smoked salmon can help bump up the protein content. There's so many different things you can do, but also with your main meals as well. So if you have a sandwich, for example, and you're adding slices of ham, it's it's not doing anything. You're not getting much protein in that. Whereas if you were to add up some sh- add in some shredded chicken, that would be a whole lot better. You better get in much more protein um, and just have an overall more satisfying and filling lunch. So remember, if we're not getting enough protein in, it's highly likely that we're not feeling full and satisfied throughout the day because protein really helps with our appetite and keeping us fuller for longer. So I highly recommend making sure we are getting a good serving of protein in every single meal. Same with dinner. Like if you're having, I don't know, a pasta for dinner and you're not adding like a bolognese sauce or some sort of sauce that has some protein in it, um, like chicken or mints, it's probably going to be a more lower protein. But if you are a vegetarian, what I'd recommend, or even not if you're vegetarian, just anyone in general, but more particularly if you're not going to add meat to your pasta, is to get a pasta like a Pulse Pasta or the Veta Smart Pasta because those ones are higher in protein. They also add more fiber as well, so they'll also keep you fuller for longer. With your main meals, we want to make sure that we have a source of protein in that main meal. So whether that is chicken steak, fish, tofu, beans. You also get carbs with beans, but you do get some protein. It's the same with chickpeas and lentils and that sort of thing. You're still getting protein, but you're also going to get carbs too, but I'd rather that. Um, It's not a super high protein source, but it's better than nothing. So I definitely recommend that. So make sure we're getting enough protein in every single meal. And if we get it within our snacks, even a bigger bonus. So things like hard-boiled eggs, cottage cheese or tuna on some rice cakes, Yogurt, all great high protein snacks. When I say yogurt, I do mean Greek or a low fat yogurt because that helps bump up the protein content. All right, the third gap I see, this one you would definitely guess. If you didn't guess this one in the one when I said it before, you'll definitely get to get it this time. And it is vegetable intake being too low. Oh my goodness, people. Yes, this is probably the biggest thing I see as well, is people aren't getting enough vegetables in their diet. Now, I'm not talking about a ridiculous amount of vegetables. I mean, we might have different ideas of what's ridiculous. I do understand that. But if you're getting, you know, having a meal without any vegetables in it, that's a sign that you're probably not getting enough vegetables. But if you're able to fill up like a quarter to a half of your plate with vegetables, that would be amazing, amazing. So what I would recommend with that is with your plate, you know, have a quarter of your plate carbs, a quarter protein, and then half a plate of vegetables, whether that's cooked vegetables or a fresh salad, doesn't matter. But getting that half a plate to um, get half a plate of vegetables in is super, super important for our gut health, making sure we're getting enough nutrients in our diet, get enough fiber and to help keep us fuller for longer. So really important. So what are ways we can add in more vegetables into our diet? Um, Lunches, I think quite easy. I think the easiest go-to lunches are salads and wraps, really good options. Um, Otherwise in dinners, 
you know, it should be a bit easier because, you know, usually make some, if you are sticking to what I've recommended before about getting enough protein in, then you can make your protein serving and then cook up your veggies to have as well. So make sure we do have veggies with at least our lunch and dinner. If we get it into our snacks, fantastic. Like you can do veggie sticks with a dip or like a nut butter. That can be a great option too. With breakfast, I know, is it realistic to get uh, vegetables in our breakfast? Yes and no. I mean, you can easily add veggies to an omelette or to a smoothie. That can be a great um, idea. So for example, with a smoothie, you can add in some spinach or with an omelette, you can add in some chopped capsicum, mushies. Uh, you can add in spinach as well. Like all that different, different things can be great. Now, my final gap I see is snacks, not eating snacks. Now, everyone is different and I understand that. But at the same time, if you, if you are hungry between meals, it's highly likely you need to have snacks. So people are really funny about having snacks and, oh, don't snack. If I stop snacking, I'll lose weight. But it can also be the other way around. Whereas if you have snacks, it can help with appetite control, which can help with weight loss. So I think when people say they want to cut out snacks, they're talking about the snacks that are not the best for you, like chips, chocolates, lollies junk food mostly, but the snacks I'm talking about are planned snacks, so proper snacks you have in your diet. So things like avocado uh, or cottage cheese or tuna on rice cakes, they're great options. Yogurt, fruit, nuts, veggie sticks and dip. Little chickpea packs or broad bean packs are also really great as well. Honestly, there's so many different snacks you can have. When I have snacks, what I would usually recommend is to have two macronutrients with your snack. So whether that is, you know, they already combine into that one snack, for example, hard boiled eggs, you're going to get protein and fats in that. Uh, whereas if you have a piece of fruit, you're going to get your carbs with that. And maybe you can add something like some nuts and then you're getting some more fats in your diet too. This would just help keep you fuller for longer uh, and get you through to your next meal. Now, I've only very rarely had clients that don't want to have snacks between their meals and they prefer just have three main meals. And that's totally, totally okay. If you can get to your next meal without snacking, that's fine. As long as you're not starving and thinking about snacking the whole time, then it's okay. Whereas if you are getting a bit peckish, maybe mid-morning or like around three, four o'clock when you're about to leave work, then maybe having a proper snack before um, around that time is ideal. Because remember, if we are really hungry because we're trying to push through to our next meal, you know, it's three o'clock, you're leaving work, you're um, about to get in the car and you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I don't even know if I can get home. I like I'm that starving, like without getting something to eat, then that's not ideal. You're going to end up either binging once you get home or going through the drive through and getting a cheeky, cheeky takeaway meal on the way home. Not ideal. So sometimes it's just better off that you have a proper snack. You might think, oh, but oh, I'm trying to lose weight. Shouldn't I be eating less? You probably will be eating less if you have a damn snack and not just try and go all the way through and then snack on crap once you get home, right? So have that proper snack so it keeps you full and, you know, once you get to dinner time, you might be a bit peckish and then you can make your dinner and that will fill you up until maybe you have a dessert or breakfast the next day. So yes, use snacks to your advantage. They serve a place in a healthy lifestyle 
and to help with weight loss. I am definitely not against snacks. I think another, it's not really a gap, but something that people probably forget about when they're trying to lose weight is leaving room for fun foods. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I can't go a very long time without eating something that's delicious. So make room for fun foods like a piece of chocolate or something like that at night. You can make that fit into your lifestyle for weight loss. Absolutely. And I do that with my clients all the time. And you know what's funny? When I ask my clients, do you want a dessert on your plan? They usually say, oh, yes, definitely. I definitely want dessert on my plan. If you can make it fit, go for it. And I'm like, of course I can make it fit. But then I put it on their plan and they're so full and satisfied from their day that they don't even want it. They don't even need it. There might be like one or two times in a week where they actually have it. But majority of the time, they're just like, oh, I don't even need it. I actually feel good because they're eating so well throughout the day. Okay, so they're my, how many was that? Five? Four. That was four. That was four gaps I see in people's diets. Now, on top of that, if you are unsure if there's any other gaps in your diet, what I would recommend to do is get a blood test, a full test done uh, to see how everything is. Make sure there's no vitamin or nutrient deficiencies. If you are going to the doctors and not too sure what to ask for, what I mainly get recommend, I recommend to get checked is vitamin D deficiency. Definitely get that checked. So many people are vitamin D deficient. If you work in an office or inside and you don't get out much, highly likely that you are vitamin D deficient. So just get that checked and make sure your vitamin D levels are topped up Um, because vitamin D deficiency can cause some significant health, negative health outcomes. So it can cause mental health issues. It can inhibit the absorption of certain nutrients, which is definitely not good. And it can affect our bone mineral density and the strengthening of our bones. So definitely make sure we're not vitamin D deficient. Always get checked iron, especially if you're female, males as well, but especially if you're female and you are have a menstrual cycle, definitely get your iron checked, get your cholesterol checked, your thyroid checked, your blood pressure checked. More so if you don't eat enough animal foods or you don't eat any animal foods, I would also recommend getting your vitamin B12 checked as well. So they're my recommendations to just double check everything to make sure we are on top of our health. You know, I was talking to someone on TikTok in messages, how she was saying how, um, I don't know, someone recommended it like that 1200 diet calorie diets were ideal and okay for some people and she mentioned that she's worried that if she did 1200 calories that her health would decline and I totally agree with that because it is really hard to get enough of everything you need um, and be able to lose weight so when we're in a calorie deficit it means we have to eat less foods if we're eating less food it's harder to make sure we get enough iron in we get enough all of all our nutrients magnesium vitamin D, so many things. There's so many things we need to make sure we're getting enough of in our diet and being in that calorie deficit can make it a little bit harder to do. So it's really important that when you do follow a plan for weight loss that you do think about, okay, is this going to make sure I get enough nutrients in? Because I've seen this happen before where personal trainers, I don't mean to nitpick on personal trainers, I am one myself, okay? So I know how shocking the nutrition advice you get in your personal training certification is, so I can say it. (laughs) Um, I've had clients that have followed diets from personal trainers and then ended up with high cholesterol because they're like, oh, eat red meat, has more protein. And then they eat more protein, they get more red meat in, and now they've got high cholesterol they need to deal with because they've had so much saturated fat in their diet. On the opposite end, I get clients following, 
you know, diets from their personal trainers, like eating fish, it's a lower calorie um, protein, like a white fish. But now they have iron deficiency. It's like, you got to consider your nutrition and things as well. Um, it's not just about weight loss. I know calorie deficit is king to be able to see weight loss results, but you don't want to be compromising your health in the meantime. So really be cautious of where you get your dieting advice from and make sure you are overall following a well-balanced diet. Okay. Now, if you have any questions in regards to this episode, please reach out to me, nutrition underscore by Samantha on Instagram. Send me an email, info at nutritionbysamantha.com.au. Otherwise, I look forward to hearing from you next week and chatting with you next week. I really appreciate you listening to my podcast. Um, If you have been listening to every episode, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, And I just hope you all have a really nice week. So we'll chat to you soon. Bye.